Your Money Replay from Money FM 89.3. Influence with Michelle Martin on Your Money, only on Money FM 89.3. What's the future of selling as consumers were spoiled for choice given the variety and amount of products readily available? But uh, what about businesses? Are they seeing that traditional selling approaches aren't quite meeting the standards of today's buyer? And what are those standards? Here to help us understand the landscape of selling is Tim McCartney, Managing Director of the Miller-Hyman Group APEC. They provide sales training, consulting, technology, and research for sellers to stay one step ahead of the D word that we're all talking about. That's How right. are you, Tim? Yeah, I'm good. Good morning. Nice to meet you, Michelle. Welcome to Influence. Thank you so much. Let's start. As Managing Director, you're in charge of development and growth over 50 of your multi-channel operations mm-hmm. in APEC. What are you seeing about the way APEC is approaching sales? Mm, really good question. Um, I think the, the world of sales is definitely evolving, right? Um, as B2B sellers and we're working with some of the largest organizations in the region. Um, I think it's become harder to sell. I think it's become harder to buy. I think it's been harder to find the buyer in our conversations. Um, And so this has been part of a global initiative that we've been seeing for many, many years, this shift in terms of how hard it is for us to to buy, to consume, to sell. Um, And in APAC, um, I think we're seeing, we're really feeling it, at least the, the customers and clients that we work with are feeling it day in, day out. So is it harder to sell because it's easier to buy? Because I find it easier to buy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might as a consumer because let's think about it. How much information there is these days, right? Exactly. Or the, the latest gadget that you were trying to buy. I certainly was looking to buy a smartwatch this weekend. I was on site after site after site trying to find and read reviews about it. But as businesses, right, mm. think of a complex B2B sale, you know, is involving so many different stakeholders on our side as a business, right? We really need to align ourselves to determine how we buy, right? And so as a salesperson trying to work out who are the people involved in my yes. sale? What are the role they play? Like, what do they care about? How do I get everyone aligned to take this over? It's a big, big task. Wow. Okay, great. Take us behind the scenes. I understand you have a global survey on mm. the B2B sales transactions, which showed that there has been a shift in buyer dynamics. Mm-hmm. How has this happened and what are these shifts? Yeah. So I think let me start with the, the stats. So revenue is is up companies hitting their plans is up or flat in most organizations, which is good. That's a good sign. However, underneath that, seller quota attainment, so the the reps actually hitting their target is down 10% year on year, which is significant. And there's a lot of things behind that, right? Marketplace dynamics, there's industries changing. I think, like, what is Amazon today? Like, are they tech? Are they retail? Are they consulting something else? I think it's harder and harder for us as salespeople to understand exactly what we need to do. And so as we look at that from a sales side, life is tough. But then as we look at that out in the marketplace, buyer dynamics have changed, right? So our survey showed us that 70% of B2B buyers um, look to engage a seller late in the process, right at the point where they're looking to negotiate only. So they've done all their research, they've spoken to their network, they've decided who they want, right, really, and so then they're calling up the seller right at the end when they're trying to negotiate the final terms. In fact, an additional data set from that suggested that only 23% of buyers actually enjoy the conversations they have with salespeople today, which means they prefer to look at their network or they prefer to look elsewhere rather than having a face-to-face conversation or a, a discussion helping to diagnose needs and find out what's going on, which is the traditional way that we used to sell, right? 
So it seems like you have a mammoth task ahead of you in terms of the way you frame conversations and the mm, messaging yeah. as sellers. Well, messaging is a really a really good comment that you said there because as we look at this and try to work out, well, which organizations are getting ahead, right? Because we always in our research are trying to find out which organizations are leading ahead because that's what we want to replicate. Mm. Right? We either want to help them do that or we want to replicate that to teach that to others. And messaging is incredibly important, right? So the organizations who are cutting through the noise, they're cutting through all the feedback that's out there are getting what we call commercial perspectives right, which is this idea that they're getting in the mindset of their customers. They're thinking about what does the customer really care about? What's an unrecognized need that I as a seller can help solve for my, for my buyer? How do I help to connect them to people in my organization or to people in my network who can help resolve that? And so the best organizations are driving this mindset shift in their sellers, right? In their salespeople, they're, they're creating this different culture in terms of let's think in the, in the mindset of our, of our customers. And they're also aligning their organizations, their sales, their marketing, their sales enablement. Um, anyone who's involved in getting a message out there, they're mm-hmm. aligning everyone such that organizations have the same and consistent message to get in the mindset of those customers. And we call that perspective. Interesting. Tim McCartney is Managing Director of the Miller-Hyman Group for APEC. Tim, how is technology enabling shifts in the sales industry? I think there's technology everywhere. I think we've just mentioned some of them. But as a seller, um, we're actually seeing that organizations have invested in about 10 sales technology tools to support the seller, Mm -hmm. 10. And in fact, what's important is that most organizations are going to add another four by the end of this year. So we're thinking here of the LinkedIn's, the CRM, the Everyone Social, whatever it might be that you're using to help speed up the decision-making or the work that a seller needs to do. The important thing to think about, though, is that seller's time is scarce, right? Our research tells us that sellers are only spending a third of their time with customers, with clients, right? Two thirds of their time is on admin, they're on travel, they're on doing their expenses, they're on internal meetings, right? So any sales technology that we as an organization are putting in the hands of our sellers needs to help reduce that burden of administrative tasks, right? So it's a really important point that organizations need to think about as you consider all the investments you could and should make. Interesting. Yeah. Let sellers sell. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's important to make these investments, right? Like we want to know that organizations are investing. CRM is crucial important, I think, these days. Having access to prospect information is super important. Having access access to marketing tools is going to speed up the chance to get leads into my funnel so that I can convert. But all of those things need to be wrapped around what are we trying to achieve as an organization and consistent, right? So it's either reducing the time, the effort, so that we're spending more time with our customers, or it's aligning back to the sales process, right, that we've Mm. put in place, the methodology that an organization has in place. And we have a really important point there around organizations need to have a very clear methodology, a way that you go out to market, right, and a way that sales teams are expected to engage and prepare for that meeting and run that meeting and follow up after that meeting and continue the discussion. Any sales technology tool needs to link back to that because that's the core, that's the foundation of any successful B2B sales organization today. Okay, so that methodology might be outside the hands of the sellers themselves. Mm. What can they do? What is your research saying about what they can do to Mm. improve sales? Yeah, well, I wouldn't say it's outside the hands of the sellers themselves. In fact, Mm. the organization should be fully aligned around the methodology. And so where you don't have 
have process, a strong process in place, a methodology being a routine, a rhythm, a process, where that's not in place, we actually see that organizations are performing worse off, right? So if you can align your organization, all the different business units, all the different teams, especially regionally dispersed around this is how we go to market. This is the conversation that we will have. This is the architecture that we do. Then your ability as a sales leader is to manage and coach your salespeople to be able to replicate those behaviors, right? And that way, regardless if you're a customer in Japan or you're a customer in India or you're a customer here in Singapore, you're having the same experience with your organization. Hmm. Tim, how can sellers bring a little bit more of this perspective that you talked about Mm. earlier into conversations? Yeah, great question. And I think, you know, across the last 10 years, there's been a lot of fad around how we need to turn up to a conversation and really throw up and throw statistics at people and really make a provocative conversation. We don't necessarily think that's the correct way, particularly in the Asian market. I Mm. think it's very important to hold face, to have respect, to build relationship and rapport. And so really, it's about this notion of how do I prepare for my interaction with the customer and really spend time understanding, well, what are the growth drivers for that organization? Who are their competitors? What's their strategic objective and how are they anchoring themselves to get there? And if I can lead my conversation with that in the mind, Mm. right, in my mindset, and then have a conversation where I'm feeding in other intel that's going to help them, right? Whether it's the statistics that I just mentioned around B2B selling today, or whether it's something about their industry or something you learned about one of their competitors, that allows you to have a perspective-driven conversation, lay it on with some great marketing and operations material that comes out as part of sales enablement. Help us understand what Miller Hyman is doing to help businesses stay ahead of the game. Mm, well, that's been what we've been doing for the last 50 years. So we really are the organization who effectively wrote the book on how to sell um, and solution selling back in the day. And what's great and why I'm so passionate about our organization is just the investments that we are making to remain current. Mm. Right? Modern buying has changed. Modern selling has shifted. We need to evolve our sales piece, our sales portion here. And so that means updating our methodologies, updating the ways that we negotiate, updating the materials that we bring. And so as we look at Miller Hyman and how we support our customers, we've done all of those investments. We've updated the methodologies that we believe are the strongest methodology in terms of how you go to market. Um, We have supported organizations in terms of how you write perspective messages, right? So how do you align marketing enablement and sales together so that you as an organization have some consistent messages that you can get out there? And importantly, we've then laid that all into a SaaS-based tool. We call it Scout. It's a technology that links into the CRM, which allows you to ensure that your methodology links back to the technology that you've invested. And we know from our research that if you can make that connection, then your quota attainment and win rates are up 19%. Well, speaking of quota attainments, lots mm. of sales talent listening in, mm. hoping to pick your brains on <laughs> well, you know, what you've seen with the research that can enable talent today. Yeah, well, talent is super important, right? And in fact, when we surveyed heads of sales, just 84% of them, they actually told us they they weren't happy with their sales team today, which is quite... Uh, quite concerning, especially knowing that just 23% of buyers are happy with the sellers that come in front of them today. So I think the really important thing is to know as a salesperson, you need to adapt and evolve to the way that the landscape and the environment has changed. You do need to consider, have I got the right sort of mindset on today? And the mindset that we would recommend to sellers is continue to have the persuasive skills, continue to lead with authority, but consider thinking more around sort of analytical skills, your ability to lead with insight, to have some reasoning skills. These attributes 
attributes to bring into your conversations are resonating much higher with customers and clients than they were in the past. In fact, the second most sourced talent in terms of sales talent today is from STEM, STEM research, right? So universities, STEM, science, technology, mathematics, these are the types of people that that, that organizations want in their sales team as they enter into the new world, the new age of selling, because we need sellers who are able to adapt to be to be able to understand difficult content, difficult conversations, and come back with some thought-provoking messages that are going to help and continue to stimulate that buyer down the journey. Well, this show is called Influence, so let's get to know you a little better. You connect with people and customers and processes, but outside of work, you're a coffee-loving mm. uh, Brit pop running and travel with kids enthusiast. <laughs> but tell me, what is your view on leadership and getting the best out of your team? Yeah, great question, Michelle. I think it's becoming a harder and harder slog for a lot of a lot of leaders today in terms of how business is, is going and the expectations that a lot of leaders have on themselves. I think the ability to be you know authentic, to always think about caring, what is the care that each of your team members has, really allows you to drive a collaborative team effort and that's what helps people win. I'm reading a great book right now which speaks around this notion of caring. One of my team members gave it to me actually and it's just really around that notion of, of being authentic, You know, knowing what really makes that person tick, knowing what makes your organisation tick, those people above you tick, keep it all together and drive to the great end. I think that's what's really important in leadership today. Caring, the secret sauce. Thank the you so much sauce. for joining us. Thanks, Michelle. Great getting to know you. Tim McCartney, Managing Director of the Miller-Hyman Group for APAC. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.